Tis the Podcast is a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network, where you can get a whole lot of awesome Christmas content from a whole lot of awesome Christmas podcasts all in one place. We network together, including recently, Anthony made a pop on over to Christmas Clatter Podcast. Got to talk a little bit about his origin story. Our origin story. It was fun. It was fun talking about the two of you without you guys being on to defend yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I'm super excited about that episode coming out soon. <laughs> uh, dropped on the 15th. Nice. We love Todd Killian. He's been on our show before. Um, I think he is chomping in the bit to get Tom and I's take on our origin story as well. You might hear us on that show in the coming months, um, which we'll be thrilled to do because Todd is a good, good guy. So check it so, out. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive all 366 days of this year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. And I'm Anthony. For any listeners out there who doubt that I love you, you can criticize my opinions on Christmas movies and my rankings, but tonight is my eight-year anniversary with my wife. And instead of celebrating, I'm here recording this episode with Tom and Julia, spending a nice romantic evening talking <laughs> Christmas. Well, you know, I was going to give you credit for that, but uh, since you tooted your own horn and patted yourself on the back there, I'll uh, let that pass. Um, Happy anniversary, Sarah and Anthony. We're not nearly Thank as you. good. We're, our company is not nearly as good as hers, so... We feel honored to have you here today, Anthony. Absolutely. Thank you. And Tom can say that because he met her. I can't. She's a very lovely lady. I I know. How'd she she end up with me? I wasn't going to say it because you're being nice, but I was definitely thinking it. (laughs) At least we're covering something really, really good tonight, right? We are covering the... Debatable. That's not true. Anthony, now you're just trolling. We're covering the eight Christmas episodes of one of my favorite shows of all times, Frasier. We don't have that many people to go into, so um, I propose we go through our cast real quick, give a little backstory on how where Frasier comes from, go through the cast, and then we'll each do our histories, and then we can jump into the episode. Sound good, y'all? Sounds good. Sounds good. So, Frasier is quite possibly the most successful spinoff show I can think of. Uh, Frasier spun off of Cheers after a 10-year run. Uh, Cheers came to an end, and Frasier picked up right there with its, with its uh, title character moving from Boston, where Cheers was set, back home to Seattle with his family. With significant uh, changes to his backstory from one show yes. to the other. Yes. Is he, really? still the longest, is he still the longest running character on television? television history? Um, 
live action, yes. It's so successful, yes. I forget it was a spinoff. Well, because yeah, it's completely it's different. Of, I mean, they call it it's a spinoff. It's taken on a life of its, its own. Not. Yeah. It's not. Even when they, had the, when they had the few crossover episodes where they bring people from, from Cheers on, it was always just awkward. The few? I'm pretty sure they had a crossover episode for every single person at that bar, just about. But it, none of them were really good. It wasn't memorable, right? Especially the Woody one. Uh, the Woody one was so I awkward. liked the one with Ted Danson. That one was okay, but the Woody one was just awful. And I mainly like the one with Ted dancing because he calls out Fraser for like, you told me your father was a scientist and dead. It was that big. Yeah. All right, so our cast, we're going to hit the major highlights here. And I'm going to start with Dr. Fraser Crane. It's played by Kelsey Grammer, one of the most beautiful voices in Hollywood. He played Dr. Fraser Crane on Cheers from 1984 to 1993 and appeared in 203 episodes. He played Fraser Crane also on Mickey's 60th birthday, the magical world of Disney's Disneyland's 35th anniversary special, the Earth Day special, and the TV show Wings. Oh, he yeah. Was Wings was another spinoff of that whole Cheers universe. I forgot about that. It was. It was. Wow, I didn't know that. I he reprised the role of Fraser from 1993 to 2004, appearing in all 263 episodes. Aside from this, you will probably recognize Kelsey Kramer's voice from Vladimir and Anastasia. He had the lead role in the Howard Spitz show. He was a narrator in How the Finch Stole Christmas episode of Just Shoot Me, the voice of Snowball in the 1999 TV adaptation of Animal Farm. He was the narrator in McGee's Once Upon a Christmas. He was Nick St. Nicholas in the 2002 Christmas TV movie, Nick St. Nicholas. He played George Washington in the Benedict Arnold show, room he played George Washington and Benedict Arnold, A Question of Honor. Ebenezer Scrooge in A Christmas Carol, the musical. He played Dr. Henry McCoy in X-Men, The Last Stand. He was Hank in the TV show Hank. He played himself on 30 Rock. He was Harold Addinger in the Transformer Age of Extinction movie. Alan Braddock in Partners. He played himself in the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He was Blinky in the Arcade series, and for 30 years, he has been the voice of Sideshow Bob in The Simpsons and has a few uh, upcoming movies. I didn't know you got- Sideshow Bob. Uh, wait till you learn who the rest of Sideshow Bob's family is also from Frasier. Uh, have, have you guys re- ridden The Simpsons ride in Universal? Uh-uh. Never been. Oh, man. It's like the whole thing is like a plot from Sideshow Bob to like kill Bart. Like the Simpsons are at an amusement park and he's trying to kill Bart at the amusement park. It's so funny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anthony, why don't you introduce us to his brother? Sure. Playing Dr. Niles Crane, one of my favorite characters on this show, is David Hyde Pierce. And he's had lots of small roles over the years, like the delivery room doctor and Adam's Family Values. <laughs> Uh, he played Theodore Van Horn in The Powers That Be. He's done a lot of voice work, like Baron Von Lichtenstamp in the TV series The Mighty Ducks. He plays Puss in the TV show Puss in Boots, Happily Ever After, Fairy Tales for Every Child. Buttons a Chimp in The Adventures of Hyperman, Slim in A Bug's Life, Daedalus in Hercules, and most notably, Sideshow Bob's brother, Cecil Terwilliger in The Simpsons. And he also plays Mitch in the Wet Hot American Summer in Wet Hot American Summer, and will be playing Father Connor in the upcoming Georgetown Project. And one of the main reasons he was cast as Fraser's brother is because if you Google an image, if you look at an image of Fraser of Kelsey Grammer from the first 
his first season on Cheers and David Hyde Pierce, when he first started Frasier, they look exactly the same. They really so, do look similar. Oh my gosh. He was, he was picked specifically because he looked like... <clears throat> because he looked like he could be his brother. Yep. <laughs> so you should Google the image because it's kind of creepy. Because I don't think they look too much alike in Frasier, especially the later seasons. But uh-huh. They still look like they he, could be brothers, though. Oh, they do. But, I mean, he looks very similar to how uh, Kelsey Grammer looked in Cheers. Daphne Moon is our third main character in the show, played by Jane Leaves. Um, you may have seen her in the Benny Hill show, lots of one-off roles like Murder, She Wrote, Mr. Belvedere, My Two Dads, Room for Romance, Who's the Boss, and Blossom. Um, she also played Alberta Leonard in the 1994 Miracle on 34th Street. Um, she was the nicer of the two terrible toy company people. She was Maria in Seinfeld, Athena in Hercules, Amanda Watson in Misconceptions, Anne Hefton in The Starter Wife, Dr. Graham in Desperate Housewives, Joy Scroggs in Hot in Cleveland, and Kit Boss in The Resident. Um, she's known for her voice work as well. She's had multiple roles on Phineas and Ferb, Lulu in Penguins of Madagascar TV show, Commander Estoc in Lego Star Wars, The Freemaker Adventure, multiple voices in We Bear Bears, which I've never heard of. You what? I'm a little uh, perturbed by the spelling of that title. Like, what's that about? Yeah, me too. Right. It looks <laughs> I don't want to Google it because bear bears, I don't know what you're going to get in Google <laughs> image for that. <laughs> she was also the Queen of England in Mickey Mouse Mixed Up Adventures. Do I always like You know who Kelsey Grammer was pushing for with this role. Who? Well, he really wanted a Latina character. And they almost cast Rosie Perez as Daphne. Playing my favorite character, Roz Doyle, is Perry Gilpin. Gilpin? Gilpin? Gilpin. I always say Gilpin. Gilpin, okay. Playing my favorite character on Frasier, Roz Doyle, is Perry Gilpin, um, who made her acting debut in the old 21 Jump Street television show. In one-off roles, she played in a Christmas episode, Santa Claus Got Stuck in My Chimney, as Kim on Almost Grown. She was Barbara on Wings, which is weird, because like we just said, Wings is in the same universe. Uh, She played Jade Herman on Designing Women, Holly Matheson on Cheers, weird again, Brenda on Pride and Joy, Dr. Rebecca Warfield on The Outer Limits, and Hecate on Hercules. Uh, She had a bunch of recurring roles, as well. She was Irene on Flesh and Blood, Lana Lionheart on the Lionheart's TV series, Sheriff Merkingstock on Break a Hip, Catherine Cooper in Scorpion, Principal Taylor in Mr. Robinson, Barbara Russell in CSI, Alex in Men at Work, Kim Wheeler in Make It or Break It. And she also had a guest role on Broad City as uh, Alex's mom, which is a very funny episode. Um, she did a bunch of voice work as well. She was Jane in Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, Professor Kate Corrigan in Hellboy the Animated Series, Gwen, Judy, Joe, Rita, Mary Ellen, and more in King of the Hill. So, you know, she was not originally the one cast for this role, right? I did know that, but who, uh, who was it? Lisa Kudrow was for the first three days of, of wow. rehearsal before they realized that they liked Lisa Kudrow. She was funny. She just wasn't forceful and strong enough to counter Kelsey Grammer. 
So they needed nice. a more, you know, a stronger female. And her name, Roz Doyle, is after uh, one of the producers from Wings who died of breast cancer in 1991. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, I just want to correct something I said as well. I said she played Alex's mom in Broad City. The character's named Abby. So Abby's mom in Broad City. Abby's mom has got it going on. Uh, she did. She was recently divorced in that episode and wanted a proper night out in the city visiting her daughter. And it was hilarious. Um, our other big char- character, Martin Crane, is played by John Mahoney. Martin is Frazier and Niles' father, who... Um, you know, if you put the three of them together, one of these does not, it's not like the others. Um, he played Lieutenant Colonel Conroy in the Manhattan Project, Perry and Moonstruck, James Corton Say Anything, Boomer and Love Hurts. And he had some one-offs um, like Sly Flimbeck on Cheers, which is interesting because he came on back to be Fraser's dad later. He was the chief in the Hudsucker Proxy. He was on Third Rock from the Sun, Becker, and he played... Cecil and Sideshow Bob's dad, Dr. Robert Terwilliger on The Simpsons. And he was uh, Dr. Alec McMurdy in The Human Factor, Walter Barnett in In Treatment. It's so weird hearing him talking interviews with that British accent because he's like a classically trained Shakespearean theater actor. He is. Um, um, Yeah, I really liked him. And then the other real quick... Eddie was played by a dog named Moose. <laughs> when Moose retired, Moose's son took over for the role. Oh, I didn't know that. And but 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 they brought Moose out for the final curtain call of the did. final episode of the show, and they said it was the most emotional moment because he was like half blind, half deaf at this moment. So they carried him out, but they said his face like lit up. You could see it in his eyes, and his tail was wagging at the standing ovation he got when they brought him out. Oh my goodness! And I saw, and I saw that. Well, I read on IMDb, but I saw them talking about it on YouTube, and they were like welling up talking about it, which is making me well up because Aww. I love that dog on the show. He's hilarious. He yeah. really is. Well, he um. He was also the fan favorite. He got more fan mail than any of the other characters on the show throughout it, which is just pretty epic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, so, he also had some good moments I'm sure we'll talk about in these upcoming episodes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, we hit a, a lot of the, the little tidbits that I like, um, that I wanted to talk about. The one thing I did want to mention um, that I found really interesting while I, was in, while I was researching for the show is just how much time and money they put into Frazier's apartment. Really? Uh, it, it was how extremely impressive. The set's designer spent half a million dollars on oh, Frazier's wow. apartment. Uh, the Coco Chanel replica sofa that he had uh, was covered with 24 yards of Italian suede and cost about $15,000. Um, and then, of course, they had the... Um, his Eames chair was rented, um, but the Pasto Curve sideboard that they have was purchased for $3,200. One of the other chairs in there was $1,395. Lord have mercy. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, they also built Martin's ugly chair that we see as a recurring theme throughout the show. It's also I'm- expensive because it had to be custom made because they said they couldn't find a chair ugly enough. So they had to build that one. I will say this about um, 
Frasier's apartment, unlike Friends and Seinfeld and How I Met Your Mother and all these other shows that take place in big cities, we actually believe that Frasier can afford the size apartment. We do. He's a psychiatrist. Given given his career. As a psychiatrist and later on as a very popular radio personality. Right. Um, He... I did not buy his brother's poverty issues throughout this. Um. too. Um, but let's jump right in with our histories. Uh, Julia, why don't you give us a history, your history with the show? So I didn't watch the show until Marty and I got married. Um, he had watched it before then. Like he was a big fan of the show and newly married we did not have cable all we had were like what the normal regular channels <laughs> and so we would watch Frasier because it was on regular tv and i was hooked and and it was so funny that that marty liked it so much just because i would never in a million years have pegged marty for being a fan of Frasier, right just looking at it and not knowing what the show was all about um but it's it, I ha- we haven't watched it in years and years and years and years and years. So watching these with him, I got to watch a few episodes with him, um, really brought back good memories. Aww. We had That's a awesome. Frasier, we had a, a Frasier, um, like chunk. And then we went to King of Queens. <laughs> so we had King <gasps> of Queens chunk. King of Queens. Yeah. Last and year? then... Oh yeah. No, we didn't do yes, dear. We did King of Queens and then we went to, um, what's the one with Belushi as the dad? According, to, According, Jim. To, According Jim. to Jim. Yeah. So we did all of those before we got cable. We just watched those when they were on every time. We did those plus yes, dear, which was really a good one too. Yeah. So I love Frasier. I was not a big cheers watcher. So Frasier's my cheers adjacent experience of. You know, Cheers never did it for me, but but I love Frasier. How about you, Anthony? So I was a big Cheers fan, um, but Frasier never appealed to me. Like I just never watched it until actually a few years ago because Sarah loved the show and it was on Hulu and or Netflix, and she couldn't believe. So she had never seen Cheers. She was a Frasier fan. I love Cheers. Wasn't a Frasier fan. So we agreed to kind of do a swap. She would watch Cheers. I'd watch Frasier. And I loved it. It's such a fun show. I, I, it's such a smart show. It's yes. also still probably the whitest show there's ever been. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, But I love it. It's, it's so good. I like it. I grew to love it more than Cheers, which I still love. But. Kelsey did Sarah like Cheers? She did. Okay. Um, I, and she really liked that Lilith had a lot of screen time in Cheers because I love the Lilith episodes of Frasier. So she liked that she was a bigger part of Cheers and you got to see their history play out a bit. Right. <laughs> Which I, I love that character too, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you love you some Lilith? I just think the two of them are so freaking funny together. <laughs> I think my favorite character in, in Frasier is honestly Maris. Um, really? Oh. <laughs> just the way they the way they talk about her, the way that they depict her, this 
this idea and we never ever see or hear her it's just amazing it's it's beautiful the way they do it it's just yeah. beautiful um i did I which, also not, which oh. they started out as a joke they did they didn't plan on never revealing her it's just that the joke went on so long without casting her they felt no matter who they cast or never look, live up to the description so they just decided to keep her hidden. yeah I'm they, glad they, they painted themselves in a total corner yeah and it worked yep. out absolutely um i grew up my grandparents watched cheers I've never liked it. I've tried it as an adult and I just, I cannot stand cheers at all. But uh, same thing. I got out on my own. Um, we didn't have cable. We were poor. It was, and Frasier seemed to be on re- repeat all the time. All the time. It was always and on. <laughs> always. And I got hooked right away. I love Frasier. I, I can just watch this show over and over and over again. It's up there with... Mm-hmm. The Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Friends. It's just, it's one of my favorite shows. It's one of the best shows. It's so witty and so well done. And it plays up and does such a good job with so many of the sitcom tropes that we all love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and really, it's, it's the writing is good and everything, but the, the true talent comes down to this cast. Um, I will say I, this. I, don't, I know I'm going to get some flack for it. I think Daphne's the weakest of the cast. 100% agree. Yeah. I think she's the weakest, but the other ones pull especially just watching watching and we see it in these in these episodes too like uh, uh John Mahoney's depth as an actor. He was really underappreciated. Um but he can play this whole wide array. Um and I think I realized during the Christmas episode just how powerful he is. I've always liked him, but seeing seeing his character in each of these there's just such a highlight of a different aspect of him that I really liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we should mention before we go on, since you just spotlighted Daphne there, she is our Harry Potter connection. Hagrid's her brother on the show. Really? Robbie, Robbie oh, that's Coltrane. right. Yep. That's right. Are you serious? Yes. Her tough guy, drunken brother. Yep. Yes, sure is. Baby-faced Robbie Coltrane. Baby-faced Robbie Coltrane. And um, I, I'll say as well, like, watching these Christmas episodes makes me want to... So I, like I said, I only saw Frasier in full like recently um, within the past couple of years. So it's not embedded in me. Like I can recite Friends by heart. I can recite mm-hmm. Seinfeld by heart. And like these shows I've watched over and over again. Um, Frasier could be that for me. It's just I haven't found the time to watch it. I, okay. I do want to go back and watch it through again. Which brother? Oh, Harry? Which one? One of her brothers is Anthony LaPaglia, right? He was in the show. I don't remember if he was a brother. It okay, sounds right, though. Daphne's brother's free. Michael Moon. That was his name. Okay, the Anthony LaPaglia was the other one. Michael He's Moon? He's drunk, right? Loved rugby. British, right? Yep. Yeah. Michael Moon, Frazier. I got to see this. I'm sorry. I just have to see a picture of <laughs> you. <laughs> no problem. I mean, when was the finale? The finale was like what year? So he was Hagrid at the time he appeared in the Holy finale. Holy cow! He just looks so different without the beard. Yeah, I know. And it's Good so funny. It's always funny to me how short he looks in real life too. Right, you're seeing him like standing yeah. next to Anthony Lapaglia, yeah. which normal sized. Yep. Normal sized. Hag- oh my gosh, that's weird, y'all. Okay, mm. I learned something. I would have had no clue. There you go. 
All right. I'm done for the night. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Or we could jump into the first season. So there were Christmas episodes in season one, season three, five, six, seven, eight, ten, and eleven. Let's right. do this thing. All right. So season one's Christmas episode was episode 12. It's called Miracle on 3rd or 4th Street. So here's our synopsis. After his son Freddy's trip for Christmas is canceled and a fight with his dad, Fraser agrees to cover for Bulldog, another anchor on KACL on Christmas Day. He hopes that working on Christmas will distract him from his so far disappointing holiday. Instead, he faces a long day of being humbugged by callers whose stories would depress Charles Dickens. Before a while, at his lowest, Fraser finds the real meaning of Christmas in the most unlikely of places. Mel Brooks, Eric Stoltz, Ben Stiller, Rosemary Clooney, and author Dominic Dunn provide the voices of callers to Dr. Crane's radio program. I did not know that. I did not know those were the voices. They were all celebrities. They always had celebrities calling in. I didn't know that. That's so cool. I want to go rewatch it. Um, I really liked this one. This is one of my favorite. Um, This is fuzzy headed Frasier with his hair just completely out of control and kind of (laughs) long. It's like, it's like cheers long. And Mm -hmm. when you watch, so again, I'd been away from Frasier for a while. And so I came back and it it is, it's old enough to where you're like, oh, this looks really, uh, (laughs) this looks like old TV, (laughs) but it gave me the warm fuzzies at the same time. Um, so the bit in the story about Freddie's trip being canceled for Christmas, I do like why it was canceled <laughs> and it's because he got to go tour the Alps and Sound of Music was his favorite movie <laughs> mom sold the love- show and gave him this awesome gift and Fraser's super ticked about it, <laughs> super ticked because he was going to love- take him to a cabin and this is not my favorite Christmas episode. I found probably my least favorite, second least favorite one. Really? Oh, wow. Um, what saves it for me is obviously the end at the diner. Yes. Um, but also, one of my favorite running gags throughout Frasier is, you know, Niles being like so like uncomfortably awkward around Gaffney because he's so into her. So... <laughs> I just love his physical comedy half the time. So like when she comes out in that black dress and says something about taking the other one off and he just shatters the glass he's holding in his hand. Yeah. I, yeah. I crack up like every time Niles uh, trips over himself around her. He's so funny and so good at the physical comedy. He is so his, funny. I like his jokes about the cabin too. I, I mean, I guess they're not meant to be jokes, but when he's comparing it to the Swiss Alps, you know, um, <laughs> when he talks about the the how beautiful it is with the grazing deer and and everything, he's like, <laughs> of course, Maris fires off, fires off her shotgun from time to time to scare them away from our garbage. But still, it's enchanting. <laughs> and then as they're discussing, he's like, uh, uh, <laughs> when he's having Daphne try on all the dresses because. <laughs> She's the same size as Mary, so Frazier's like, give her take a foot. That's quite enough Niles. <laughs> Just gets so annoyed with him. <laughs> the two boys uh, together as brothers is just perfection. Okay, they, yeah. they you believe they're brothers. They oh, yeah, have such great chemistry. Yep. They do. When he's when he's talking up about, you know, like they're saying all the awesome things that uh Freddie's gonna be doing in Austria. He's like, Well, you 
uh, up at the cabin, there's an old stump that the local children seem to enjoy kicking. <laughs> oh. um, but no, the scene at the end at the diner where everyone, where Fraser, he looks like a hobo. He lost his he wallet. <laughs> and uh, they think he's a... What's the term I'm looking for? <laughs> they think he's destitute. They, they, think, they, think, they he's, think he's in the same place in life they are. Yeah. Right. Destitute. And um, they go around giving him money so he can afford a meal. To pay for his dinner. To pay for his <laughs> dinner. It was so sweet. And like that moment so saved, saved the episode for me, honestly. Because, again, this wasn't my favorite one, but that was really like gave me all the Christmas oh, feels. But it and, was so funny. And when he like, comes. When he leaves and has to come back in because he lost the car keys, and he comes back yeah. in, and they're like, "We're not going to buy you dessert too," but they did. But uh, they give him a quarter to call his dad and make up with his dad. Oh, yep. I love that. It was a pretty awesome quarter flip. It was yeah, it was. It was a great quarter flip. I loved at the end when he's on the call when he's taking calls, and the caller starts talking about how everything is made better because he's watching the sound of music. It's the first good call that Frazier gets, and it just reminds him that Freddie's not there. Oh, it's funny. His frustrated, like, Frazier's face in general is just so good in this show. Like, his reactions just on his face. Not to mention, like, his his physical comedy with everything else, but, like, when he looks put out, he looks put out. And he drug Roz into it because he accepted. He didn't stop and think about the fact that if he's on the radio, Roz has to be there as well. So she misses <laughs> out on well, seeing her mom or something, and she's ticked at him. <laughs> so it really is a rotten Christmas until the last scene. And the last scene redeems it for me, too. It's a total Linus moment. Oh, it is. Absolutely. And you can just um, see Frazier's whole demeanor, everything changing with these people's kindness. Yeah, I like that you brought up Roz's mom because that's one of my favorite episodes later on. Something like oh, misunderstanding that happens with Fraser and <laughs> Roz's too. mom. Um, but no, I, uh, I, I. That's more. I mean, this whole cast, the chemistry is great between them. But Fraser and Roz too, they're another one. Like I love their relationship on this show. Yep. Um. One of the other things I love in this episode is um, when, so so I, it, it's, in, it's there's some uh, it's incongruent with later episodes, but when when uh, uh, Martin has his wreath at this one, it's not the Rudolph yes. wreath we're going to see over and over again. Mm-hmm. And Fraser asks him, "Is plastic?" He's like, "Well, of course the wreath is plastic. Do you think a real one would have lasted since 1967?" <laughs> 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 I mean. You know, Fraser is appalled that this this monst- this this monstrosity going on his his front his front door, and Martin's proud of the fact that it's lasted since the sixties. Oh, <laughs> um, I mentioned it earlier, but I like when Daphne comes out. She's like, "Ooh, I'm glad to be out of that black one. I had to take me undies off just to get the zipper up." <laughs> and Niles <laughs> trips over himself and drops his glass. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. Are we ready to rank this one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. All yes. right. I'm going to go with an 8.5. Anthony. I'm going with a 4. Ooh. I am going with a 7. 
which gives us a 6.5. Nice. All right, next we have from season three, episode nine, Fraser Grinch. And uh, quick plot synopsis. On Christmas Eve, Fraser learns that the shipment of educational toys he ordered for his son Frederick were mistakenly shipped, was mistakenly delivered to another child. Fraser and Niles must go where neither man has ever gone before, a shopping mall, in search of toys to put under the tree. Niles learns his estranged wife Maris has cut him off financially in a rather embarrassing scene at the Cafe Nervosa. Much to Fraser's chagrin, Martin proves his style of decorating for the holidays is lovely and cozy and surprises Fraser by saving the day in the end. So the scene opens up. Fraser's excited. I love this episode, by the way. Yeah, I like this one. Oh, me too. Um, the scene opens up with uh, Fraser getting excited for. Well, actually, it opens up with Martin having decorated the apartment when Fraser comes home, and we don't know why yet, but it is amazing. Am I right? It I mean, is that magical. Oh yeah, it is magical. If Absolutely. somebody did that in my home, I would be in tears. I would just be in tears. <laughs> there's that garish fireplace with wonderful brick oh, and reindeer. And this is one of my favorite jokes. Fraser said it reminds me of his childhood, except mom's not around to say, stop it, you're going to make him cry. And you think it's referring to Martin making Fraser cry, but then Niles comes in. <laughs> and he's about to say something to Martin, and Fraser's like Niles, and I was like, I know, I know, I'm gonna make him cry. And you realize <laughs> their mother used to say it to the two of them, which is hilarious. Oh, the one thing I forgot to mention the uh, the caller on this episode. Do y'all know who it was? No. So in the when Fraser's on the air, the guy's having a hard time getting on a plane. Fraser thinks it's because you know, because <laughs> was like, no, no, no. There's a gate next to me with a flight to Maui. Um, and he doesn't that want to go funny. home because it's always the same awkward conversations. The caller is Ray Liotta. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go back and listen. I had no idea they were famous voices. I know. I, well, that's, I checked it this time because I've learned that since I, I watched them originally. So um, I had no clue. I had no idea. So, yeah, this is another episode where, I mean, you saw it coming from a while away. But, again, I loved the ending when Frasier can't – well – when Fraser goes to the mall, pays a bunch of money to get these educational toys for his son. And then his son comes, who is a different kid than plays him in later seasons. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. says he wants this ray gun thing, this hot toy that Martin had mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. And Fraser is like, well, how do you know Santa's bringing that to you? And he's like, I asked him for it. And Frazier's like devastated. He's ruined this kid's Christmas. He's going to wake up disappointed. And Martin gives Frazier his gift early. And it turns out he went out and got this toy for Frazier to give his son. And it's such a nice moment. Yeah, he already knew. He already, Martin already knew that's what he wanted and was going to give it to him and save the day. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it instead was. of getting all the educational toys at the beginning, um, I'm going to just read the quote because it was funny. Uh, Frazier and... and Martin are going back and forth about what kind of gifts Freddie would like. And he says, Dad, I'm sorry if Frederick's anything like me. The kind of toys he'll like playing with are, and he opens up the box, a kitchen set, a dollhouse, and three kinds of Barbies. And he realized <laughs> that it's a, there's a mix-up. Uh, and Freddie just said, oh, God, do you realize what this means? And Niall says, yes, 
the cranes of Maine have got your living brain. Well, I I love at the beginning when they're talking about um, what's the kid's name? Frederick. Frederick. When Frederick about it being Frederick's first Christmas with Fraser and Niles is like Frederick's first Christmas with you. I bet he has visions of sugar plums dancing in his head. And Fraser's like, no, Lilith doesn't allow sweets. He probably has visions of bran. <laughs> um, we mentioned it briefly, but um, Maris and Niles are on the outs at this point. And while, um, out getting coffee with Fraser and Roz. Niles offers to pay. The waitress comes back, and it's something that uh, I don't think they've done that they do anymore. But it'd be horribly embarrassing. The waitress not only brings him his card back and tells him it's the client, but she cuts it in half in front of him. In front of him. And Fertile. all of his friends, and he learns his phone has been disconnected, and all of his assets have been frozen by Maris. Which is hilarious because when they're in the mall later and that guy prey scourges them <laughs> for all the medical stuff, he wants a thousand for all the not medical educational stuff, educational toys. Yeah, he wants a thousand dollars, and Frazier only has three hundred. And he's like, "Will you take a personal check for the rest?" And he's like, "Niles, write this guy a personal check, <laughs> knowing it's gonna bounce." <laughs> oh, bless you, bless you very much, very well, thank you, Niles. Give the man a check. um this has one of the things one of the love the recurring jokes i love throughout this is is daphne's family's cooking yeah Mm -hmm. so they talk about daphne's making uh grammy moon's famous plum duff um and martin says who gets to lick the bag and she says no you see grammy moon had a secret ingredient she'd soak it in She'd soak it for hours in rum, then ignite it in a blinding flash. As soon as she came out of the kitchen with no eyebrows, we knew it, we knew dessert was ready. You know, <laughs> to this day, the smell of burning, the smell of burning hair puts me in the holiday spirit. <laughs> I love um, that Fraser uh, reads an inspirational Christmas fable every year. <laughs> on the radio and he's like oh listen Roz I know you've got a plane to catch and the traffic to the airport's probably very bad so in the spirit of Christmas season why don't you just take off early and Roz is like you're going to read one of your inspirational Christmas fables again aren't you and Frazier's like yes I am be a lot easier without you sitting over there sticking your finger in your throat (laughs) (laughs) and now when he's reading the fable too like uh, (laughs) Bulldog and uh, what's the other guy's name Gil and yep. Gil, like they, they had mentioned the candy cane stripper <laughs> earlier on that Fraser said he had no interest in hearing about. So of course they sneak her in while he's live on air reading the story. And it's just a good bit of comedy from Kelsey Grammer, just him trying to be serious reading it while she's stripping and he keeps going, yikes, and everything like that. <laughs> <laughs> as she's dancing up against him i liked when they were fun. trying to burn his manuscript while he was while he <laughs> was reading it he'd just keep blowing it out it was very windy <laughs> <laughs> oh. um and Ra- again i love Roz. i love her dry sense of humor so when bulldog walks in with the mistletoe attached to his head and he's like hey Roz, do you know what's over my head <laughs> And Ross says, almost any clever remark. And Bulldog's like, what do you mean by that? (laughs) Um, 
Niles isn't really ready to admit what's going, like how bad his marriage is with Maris uh, to Frederick. So he told her she was in a coma. He said because he thought it'd be too traumatizing if he knew the truth. Speaking of traumatizing, I like when Martin's going through his Christmas decoration. He's like, Santa's legs through the chimney. You remember these babies? Frazier's like, oh yes. Inspire some spectacular Christmas night year. Bears a year from them under your bed. <laughs> oh. So part of the thing is Fraser gives aspirational gifts to everybody they learn. And um, as they bring out the rest of the Christmas, as Niles gets the last box of the Christmas decorations, uh, he ends up pulling out um, all of the gifts Fraser's given Martin over the years. So Fraser has to learn that, you know, these gifts that he thinks people will want or wants people to want, not necessarily what they want. And that's how we end up with our, our great scene between Martin and Fraser at the end where Martin gives Frazier the toy that Frederick really wants. Although Frederick's mm-hmm. a completely different kid than the other Fredericks we're going to see later. I feel like every yeah. time Frederick came, not only was he, I mean, like several times he was a new actor, or a couple times he was a new actor, but he felt like a different character. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he did. I mean, he literally goes goth at one point. Oh, uh, we're going to cover that too. Uh, um, no, but again, the scene between Frazier and Martin, like I even found it like very poignant when Martin talks to Frazier about how you know, you tend to give gifts you think other people should want rather than what they actually want. Because I right. think most people have known somebody like that in their lives at some point. And um, I like that Martin kind of calls him out on it, which he's guilty of too, because he kept trying to give Frazier baseball mitts and all this stuff as a kid, which Frazier obviously had zero interest in. But just there. I love whenever Frazier and Martin have a heart-to-heart just because they're so different. Yeah. And uh, there's a particular heart-to-heart we'll get to in an episode or two uh, <laughs> that I really enjoyed. <laughs> All right. So do we want to rank this one? Um, you first, I entered this one, so I will start it out. I'm going to go with a 7.5. I'm going to go with an 8. 7.7. 7. All right, that is gives us a 7.73 and makes this our top episode so far. So our next episode was season five. In season five, episode nine, Perspectives on Christmas. Um, in-home massage treatments for the whole family lead to a telling of the same events from four different perspectives. After befriending a priest, Martin is asked to sing in the church's Christmas pageant and turns to his musically talented sons. Frazier and Isles for some help with his solo. Through a comedy of errors, Daphne overhears parts of conversations leading her to believe Martin is dying. <laughs> throughout, <laughs> throughout, <laughs> throughout the episode, Frazier searches for the perfect gifts for everyone. Roz worries about breaking the news of her pregnancy to her mother. A, pro- <laughs> a problem Frazier erroneously and unknowingly <laughs> takes care of. I love this episode. Me just too. All of the plot, not only all the plot lines, but just this old classic sitcom trope of seeing the same story from different perspectives, mm-hmm. um, which was encapsulated perfectly by just a small moment where, <laughs> like, Frasier or Niles view, <laughs> views that one scene of him, of Daphne standing under the mistletoe, Niles is, like, going over to... Uh, hit on her and Frasier leads him away and Daphne views it as 
Niles, like, uh, she's just completely oblivious to how he feels. And I found that very funny, the two different perspectives. Uh, yeah. Um, the whole thing's just hilarious. The, the whole episode, I love where we have the, the storyline of, of Martin somehow getting involved in church. Uh, he, he was what walking Eddie and he met the priest and the priest wanted Eddie to be in the, uh, the Christmas pageant because, you know, what Christmas pageant doesn't have a, a small Jack Russell Terrier at the nativity. Uh, and I love that Eddie kept going to the church <laughs> whenever Frazier and Daphne were walking him. And they were like, why does he keep doing that? <laughs> Which I find funny because they talk about, Frazier talked about how Eddie did that when he walked him, but in no other episode do I remember Frazier walking Eddie. Walking Eddie. Yeah, exactly. zero. Like, when would zero he have times. ever walked him? Yeah. Which I, that's the first thing that struck me. I'm like, yeah, Frazier, you walked Eddie. Sure. Um, my favorite plot line in this one, though, is Roz and Frazier. <laughs> where <laughs> Fra- Frazier accidentally reveals to Roz's mom that she's pregnant. Well, Roz um, is getting ready to go pick her up from the airport. And Frazier tells her mom, hey, uh, just be, so you... Be careful. She gained some pregnancy weight. Like, be careful what you say to her. She's a little sensitive about the pregnancy weight. And then um, Roz Daphne comes back comes, to the table. Or Roz, yeah, go ahead, Julia. No, she just, she comes back to the table and she's like, oh, by the way, you know, I'm nervous because I haven't told my mom I'm pregnant yet. And Frazier's face is just like, maybe she has a really good intuition. <laughs> She'll be able to figure it out. Roz's mom calls back and Frazier's like, Hi, I had a fe- hi, Mrs. Doyle. I had a feeling you'd call again. Yeah, <laughs> I had a feeling you'd call again. Yeah, and then I love how uh, Fraser tries to hint without telling Daphne what happened, and she, Roz, big, I'm sorry, mm. Fraser tries to hint to Roz about what happened without actually admitting it, and she figures out that he told her her mom <laughs> while she's dressed as Mrs. Claus. Yeah, <laughs> and, and of course. Frazier uses that as a perfect time to admit it. So it's like, okay, ho, 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 who's first? Uh-huh. And Roz just doesn't drop it. She's like, what is wrong with you? I'm going to kill you. And the little girl's like, you're going to kill Santa? No, little girl. Mrs. Claus just wants to kiss me. Yeah, I'll kiss you. Come here. I'll kiss you good. Uh, I thought Roz actually looked very cute as Mrs. Claus with the glass, big old glass, <laughs> glasses. Yeah, like she's hardly big at all. And I'm like... What? Hmm. Um, I yeah, thought no, it was that very was hilarious. I thought it was very sweet. Martin practicing for his solo. Yeah. And the two boys singing together and demonstrating. <laughs> <laughs> the, the raising and lowering of their, their yeah exactly. <laughs> and they're so into it. It's like they're in their prime, helping him sing. The, so my favorite part of this episode is the misunderstanding between Daphne and Martin. That's my favorite gag. The whole I was episode. about to say, do you want to read that with me? There's a long exchange between them. I don't want to read alone. Do you want to be Daphne? Is it the hello, I'm just so excited about the gift? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, I want to go to one thing before that, though. I love how, like, um, when uh, Martin's in the kitchen and tells Frazier what's been going on, and Fraser tells, comes out and says, no, everything's fine. Um, and you just see, like, Fraser comes out normally. And then when Daphne sees it, he comes out and he's very somber. You know, like, no, yeah. Daphne, everything's fine. Like, <laughs> everything she sees, she sees in this, like, 
this this gray uh, these gray <laughs> goggles of the world you know where everything is just dark go ahead sorry you want to know? yeah okay been active since the santa claus too <laughs> it's been a while isn't it <clears throat> okay hello i'm just so excited about the gift i just got for you mr crane oh great oh, why don't you open it now Oh, I'd love to, but to tell you the truth, I don't really have much time. I'm kind of on my way out. Uh, okay, okay. I'll open it now. Sure, sure. I don't want to get you upset. You must be really excited about it. Oh, wow. It's that sweater, the one I pointed out to you in the window. It's great. Boy, I could die a happy man now. Uh, Daphne, what's the matter? Are you all right? Oh, Mr. Crane, I know why you've been going down to that church. You do? Well, you're not supposed to know about that, but why is it making you upset? Because I care about you. You were actually going to let this whole thing happen without ever telling a soul. Well, yes, I don't want people staring at me in church, stiff as a board, all that makeup on my face. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one of them, <laughs> of the misunderstanding is... When Daphne comes in and Martin's on the phone and she hears Martin say, well, you know, I'm terrified about this, Father. All this came around so sudden. I'm not prepared. Now tell me again what I'm supposed to say when I see Jesus the first time. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs> I love when uh, Martin's practicing his singing and he tries to hit that high note and the tenant below them just bangs on the ceiling and Martin's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> um i liked when martin came back from his performance that none of them went to for whatever reason Um, yeah he walks in and just says uh what was it hold on he says i hate christmas i hate singing and i'm going to bed and storms in you come to find out um during the performance Eddie used the baby Jesus like a chew toy, took off running, and everybody from the cast is chasing Eddie off stage as he's carrying the baby Jesus. Oh. I, uh, I love when Fraser says, I want my gifts to be remembered and cherished long after the holidays. And Martin's like, well, you know, nothing is cherished quite as much as a gift of laughter. And Fraser's like, if you want that highway patrol bloopers tape, you'll have to buy it yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys ready to? Did it, did this one have a Linus moment though? No. Nope. No. But it did feel Christmassy, so it's fine. It felt very Christmassy still, and I am going to give it a nine. I also am giving it a nine. Um, I don't love this one. It actually comes hmm. in at a six point five for me. Ooh, interesting. I don't hate it, but it is still our one to beat. It is an eight point one six 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 seven. Well, well, since you said that, Julia, about how you don't um, hate it, I will say that even the ones I don't like, and there's another one coming up I really don't like. I don't hate any of these. No, right? They're right. very it's few like, episodes again, of Frasier. Another... I really don't like. Again, it's one of those shows where, like, even a quote-unquote bad episode is still really freaking funny. Yes. When you're saying you don't like it, you're saying that you don't like it compared to other episodes of Frasier, not you don't like Correct. it like All-American Christmas Carol. Correct. Exactly. And I okay. really don't like All-American Christmas Carol. 
<laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's no Kirk Cameron saving Christmas, but it is pretty bad. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to season six, episode 10 that year. Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz. This is my favorite one. Yep. Okay, so plot synopsis. After a somewhat awkward matchmaking moment, Fraser becomes enchanted with Faye Moskowitz, a woman he meets after her mother tricks him into dating her while Christmas shopping. He courts disaster when she drops by his holiday decorated home with her domineering mother who thinks he's a nice Jewish boy. And Fraser, Niles, and a grumpy Martin are suddenly three unwise men who must act appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> this the absolute so best part of this, the best part of this episode, the, 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 is Niles. <laughs> Everything about Niles. When he starts using like Jewish expletives, yeah. but I Oy. love when they go to the wife. They, yeah, yeah, tone it down. Uh, I love it when they when they're they're about to serve wine and and Niles says, "Wait, isn't she speaking Jewish wine?" And Frazier's like, oh, you're probably right. And so he just grabs a spoonful of salt and pours it in. And Frazier drinks it and now says, how is it? He's like, it's awful. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to have to dock this episode a point because we didn't see what sounded like the best Christmas pageant ever that yeah. Daphne and friends were throwing downstairs where Jacob Marley was somehow in the nativity scene and Santa <laughs> was somehow closing out act one with the three wise men singing Jingle Bells. We have Jesus from Jesus Christ Superstar. Later yeah. played by Niles, which is my favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> oh my god, um, I love that part. It's a comedy Jesus! of errors. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like it really scared Amy. So Amy Brenneman is the actor that did Faye's characters from Judging Amy. Um, and it looked in that moment like like it's actually scared her when he yelled out like that. So Get yeah. out! <laughs> okay, little story. So I watched these last night and <clears throat> I'd cooked some like red curry, red chicken Thai curry last night because I'm trying to to find a, a winning recipe and it was not it. And I felt like crap all night after I ate it. So I don't I inadvertently poisoned myself or something. I'm not sure. Anyway, Ping me so later, I was laying I'll give you my recipe. Okay, I need that. If it's like Lanatai's, then that's all I want. I oh. just want. I mean, I I'll take it as long as there's no fish sauce in it because I think fish sauce is what makes me sick. No. Okay, good. Um, so I was laying in bed, feeling like poo, watching the episodes, and this one came on, and as bad as I felt, I busted out laughing like multiple times. Where Marty like poked his head in. Are you okay? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so funny. Um, it's a true comedy of errors. It's extraordinarily fast paced. It is Frazier and Niles for that matter in their finest with the quick paced jabs. And I mean, this is my favorite, favorite Frasier Christmas episode. Well, my favorite Frasier episodes tend to be the comedy of errors ones because they have, they do multiple ones like that. There's another one that comes to mind where, I know Frazier is pretending to be Niles and then Roz comes in and they say she's Maris and like, they're just completely lying to this. Yeah. I forget what the scenario was, but 
anytime they get in a situation with that, I love it. But I have to jump right in and give my favorite quote from this episode. And it's when Niles is in the kitchen with Martin and Martin's like, I don't know how to be Jewish. And Niles is like, well, just answer questions with a question. (laughs) And Martin is like, like what? And Niles is like, what? I have to explain everything? And Martin is like, can you give me an example? And Niles is like, what? I should give you an example? Uh And Martin's like, are you going to help me or not? And Niles is like, you're saying I'm not being helpful? And Martin's like, oh, forget it. And he storms out frustrated. (laughs) I cracked up watching that. My favorite part? is when Frazier's telling Niles what's going on. And he says, Faye's mother thinks we're Jewish. Just play along. Niles, okay, why? Frazier says, because, well, it's important to Faye. Faye's important to me. Do you think you can pull it off? Niles says, no problem. He looks in the oven. Ooh, ham. (laughs) He says, Niles, please. We've got to find time to tell dad about this too. Niles says, you mean Papa? (laughs) 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 Oh boy! I, I like when Roz and Fraser are shopping at the beginning. And Fraser is talking about uh, Frederick not coming home for Christmas, and he's like, "Oh no, Frederick won't be joining me this year. He's spending his vacation on an archaeological tour with Lilith." And Roz is like, "Spending Christmas with dried up old bones." And Fraser's like, "I thought I told you. She's taking him on an archaeological tour." <laughs> 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 That's one of my favorite Fraser running gags is how he like just refer whenever he talks about her, it's like he's talking about the devil herself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and how Martin and Niles always get really scared of her whenever she shows up. <laughs> when uh when Frazel's, Fraser's talking to Helen and uh uh Faye about growing up in Seattle. Talking about his bar mitzvah, and she's like, uh, he's like, oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, what a proud day. I can still remember reading the Torah before the rabbi, the cantor. Uh, the moil? The moil? The one who did your circumcision? <laughs> oh, yes, I just wanted to show him there were no hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I like when Niles comes in dressed as Jesus. And Frazier's like, what's going on? And he said, the man who's supposed to do the number from Jesus Christ Superstar, he couldn't go on. He slept in the shower. The man who could walk on water. But <laughs> Frazier goes, yes, yes, that's dripping with irony. <laughs> <laughs> I loved, um, first of all, I love the actresses who played Helen and Faye. I thought they were yeah. really good. Judge Amy? Uh, yes. She's but, a lawyer um, in this one. And then she becomes a judge later. I love She's a lawyer uh, case when Frazier... I love when Fraser was giving them a tour of the apartment to distract, uh, to give Martin time to hide the Christmas tree or send the guy away with the Christmas tree. And they come out of the bedroom and Helen's like, that's a beautiful bedroom. And Fraser's like, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And Helen's like, I noticed you were sort of quiet, Faye, almost as though you've been in there before. And Faye's like, oh yeah, I had Ma, but I was drunk and it was dark. I don't remember so much. And Helen's like, you see how she talks to her mother? Oi. Uh, and throughout this, this, uh, Fraser has is going with a very subdued Christmas, and he's having the Christmas tree for whatever reason delivered on Christmas Eve. Yeah, like uh, what? Maybe it goes point, back to that decorating we, your tree. We've talked about we've talked about that before. Yeah, for some yeah. reason there are people who decorate on Christmas Eve. But Fraser was do that in, in the other episode. It was a it was a five it was like a five dollar thrift store Christmas tree. 
It was it so was, ugly. I could count the no, bows. No lights, no ornaments except bows. It's like nasty pastel blue and ugh. But they end up putting that in the bathroom and then Niles in the bathroom and I have to point out the most disgusting thing about this episode and I don't even know why it made it through. I was so grossed out. He's using Fraser's Afrin. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) He goes in there for Afrin and then you see him using the Afrin and putting it up his nose. That's been in Fraser's nose. I don't think Niles (laughs) keeps his own Afrin at his brother's house. That's just disgusting. So I mentioned this earlier, but um, I love, well, I, so I love when all of this is outed to Helen, that he's not Jewish and everything, and her and Faye get into this crying argument that lasts mm-hmm. about two minutes, and then boom, they're fine. Helen makes her a bark on the way out the door, enjoy your holiday, and she says something about she makes a comment about Niles dressed as Jesus about how, you know, it's a busy day for him or something like that. And, um, I like as they're in the I, middle of their, as they're in the middle of this emotional, the emotional time you're talking about, uh, Fraser says we should go. And she's like, no, we're almost done. But I loved, first of all, how Martin and Fraser like are like, whoa, like yeah. just what just happened? Them. What just happened? But then they get into the exact same type of emotional <laughs> argument where they start arguing and crying and everything. <laughs> and Fraser's like, oh my God, I feel terrible. And Martin's like, so do I. They were hugging by now. They were hugging like, by now. <laughs> We never should have done this. Like, we should Jewish. never have tried this. We're not Jewish. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Oi. This episode was amazing. Yes. Line, definite Linus moment. Yes. <laughs> I love that we had to have a Jewish, co- Jewish mother daughter teach us the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Are we ready? Did to I tell you about the menorah I bought this year? Yes, you did. Okay, never mind then. That's just great. I'm giving uh, this one a ten. Wow. I I have to go seven point five because this one didn't make me feel Christmassy. I went with nine and a quarter. So it's eight point nine one six seven, which makes it our new highest one so far. They're going up, up, up. And I think that's going to continue for the next one. What's the next one? Oh, the fight before Christmas. The fight before Christmas. All right. This is from season seven, episode 11. And Fraser is planning his Victorian Christmas party at home. And he's trying to keep it a secret at KACL where he works. He only invited Roz to the, and nobody else from the office. He also invites his longtime nemesis from his building, Cam Winston, deciding to call their feud to a temporary halt. Daphne's having an awkward time as Fraser doesn't remember what he said under the influence of painkillers. And Niles does not realize that Daphne knows how he feels about her. Niles, meanwhile, offers his condolences in person to Maris after he t- her gardener Yoshi dies. And Fraser advises him not to tell Mel. She doesn't tell Mel. Um, he doesn't tell Mel. Mel finds out. And Niles has to fix the situation. Fraser's party is a disaster because Cam Winston's holding a rival party and poaching all of Fraser's guests. Uh, yeah, we'll just go there. We'll just go. If I go into much more, it's talking through the uh, whole episode. Um, so Niles's true feelings about Daphne are coming close to uh, being revealed when we start this episode, right? 
Yeah, this one was uh, uh, pretty funny for me, to me. Um, I like that Frazier's got this ridiculous party that does not sound like it's going to be fun. <laughs> and Niles uh, I is mean, like super excited about it too, which really makes me laugh. Well, I think Martin summed it up best when he <laughs> he mentioned the party upstairs is called uh, Wayne 2000. It sounds like something from the future and compared to Crane 1901, which sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like the uh, the overly homoerotic interaction with Gil and his gingerbread men here. <laughs> Gil's been making gingerbread men, and Fraser says, "Oh my, don't they look muscular?" Gil says, "Yes. Well, my wife and I made a New Year's resolution. Deb and I have joined a gym to slim down and buff up. We needed those to inspire us." Fraser said, "Oh yes. There's nothing." Ah, yes, there's nothing to straighten a dieter's resolve like a good motivational pastry. (laughs) But I love that that recurring theme that Gil is closeted. Yes. So so you mentioned that Frazier only invited Roz to this party. And I love when no one in the apartment shows up because of the party upstairs. And he's sitting on the couch despondent. And Roz is like, do you want me... to invite people from the office. And Frazier's like, oh, great. Invite a bunch of second stringers. Do you think they'll come? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I I loved when Niles gets off the elevator and Roz and uh, Daphne are standing there. And Niles is like, oh, well, is this a tableau? Naughty and nice. (laughs) I was just going to say, this is really in the course of the show in general when we start realizing when Daphne starts realizing she has feelings for Niles yes yeah you see it at the end when she's uh eyeing Niles and uh his Mel I think that's her Duh. name Ac- across the room Mel I like when Roz brings back the punch bowl at the beginning and Fraser asks her about the punch she says she just did orange juice and vodka and Fraser's like that's just a screwdriver she said what am I, Martha Stewart? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked when Niles and Martin and Fraser are talking about the reason why he had to go visit Maris was because her gardener died. Niles goes, seem, Niles said, it seems our old gardeners passed away unexpectedly. He said he had a heart attack when he was out trimming Maris's elaborate hedge maze. The paramedics never had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so... I like that he had to comfort Maris and he didn't want to tell, well, Frazier advised him not to tell Mel. So Niles did it. He lied, but he didn't get to Frazier in time to tell him the lie. So Frazier, once again, accidentally <laughs> outs to Mel that yep. he didn't have dinner with Niles, like Niles said. So Niles somehow straightens this out. <laughs> with then, another lie. With another with lie. Another lie. And again, Frazier outs him, this time thinking Niles told the truth. And Mel storms off, upset. And Niles just turns to Frazier. He's like, anything else in the box, Pandora? (laughs) He's so good at putting his foot in his mouth. Oh, he is. But really, the fault lies with the liar. Every time. You tell the truth, life is much easier. Uh, Debatable. Mm. (laughs) 
<laughs> so again, I love despondent Fraser when things are not going his way. So when his party is a complete dud, and he, and he's so angry, he's like, "People will go almost anywhere for free food and booze. Am I really so insufferable?" <laughs> Which truer words have never been spoken? People will go anywhere yeah. for free food and free booze. I mean, look how many cults start that way. <laughs> I don't really know if that's how cults start. I'm pretty sure it's not, but. Um, Thank you for clarifying. So I like how Fra- <laughs> Frazier's boss is a complete idiot. So Frazier says, hi, Kenny. My, the, stally- the station has certainly outdone itself this year with the Christmas in Mexico theme. And Kenny's like, it was my idea. It hit me when I realized their sauces are red and green. And Frazier just looks at him and he's like, well, that's why you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's a pretty terrible boss. Yes. Yeah. The whole station, I'm kind of, I'm kind of wondering how it would still be around. Right. <laughs> Especially when we get to our next episode. Uh, um, I don't think this one has. Uh, well, before I get to that, I also loved when <laughs> Frazier's trying to entice the party upstairs to come downstairs, or what they're <laughs> missing, and he's standing on the balcony, wafting up the smell of his food. <laughs> And Martin's just like, come on, let's just get you inside. (laughs) (laughs) At the end, when Martin called the fire marshal about how many people there were, and they're like, aren't there going to be just as many people here? And Frazier announces the next game they're going to play, and Martin's like, yeah, we don't have to worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's a line that's test here. The closest thing would have been Martin, you know. At the end, helping Frazier. Doing that to to make Frazier happy. But is that, I don't that would be a stretch one in my in my book. That would be a stretch for me. Which book is that? My this is not a Linus moment. This is or is not a Linus moment book. It sounds like something you should patent and trademark right now. You know what? I will. And because you're making fun of me, I won't give you a share of the profits. Julia will give I'm not half. making fun of you. I'm thinking that Yay. that could actually be a book. <laughs> I was legit saying you could make that into a book. We ready to rank this one? I am. Uh, I'm going to go with a nine. Seven. I'm also going to go with a seven. All right. That brings us in a 7.667. Which puts it between Miracle on 3rd or 4th Street and Fraser Grinch. So our second lowest one. Whew. Not for long. Not for long. Next we get to season eight, episode eight, Merry Christmas. This is the only one I could say I do not like. This is my least favorite of the batch. Me too. Um, synopsis. Frazier butters up the local morning TV host to let him co-host the Seattle Christmas Parade with her in hopes of fulfilling his childhood dream. When she comes down with food poisoning from his hillbilly cooking, perhaps, Dr. Mary steps in and is working again side by side with Frazier. When she I cannot stand, quote, Dr. Mary. Me either. I didn't like when this they, episode. When they brought her back for this episode, I felt annoyed. Okay, so she had been in it before. Yeah, she yes. had, remember they brought her on to like boost Frasier's ratings and they had to be co-hosts on his show? Yeah. And she so I remember interrupting. him I heard him say that, but it's again been so long. I couldn't remember if that was just something he said or if we had seen that, but she was familiar. No, she <laughs> would like interrupt him and give his callers her advice 
and her PhD not. from the school of hard knocks or whatever. Yeah. That <laughs> grates on him too. It's so funny. Oh, and Roz is reading her book through throughout the show. <laughs> I anyway. don't really have much to say about this episode. Honestly. So yeah. they're bringing their Frazier's going to lose the prime spot that he wanted the best ratings. Um, it's going to go yep. to this lady, Dr. Mary, who's not a real doctor. She proclaims herself to be a doctor. Um, which I think you probably picked up on from our our banter about that. But if not, there it is. She's just, she's so terrible. She's over the top. She's terrible. Um, she's coming back to KACL. Frazier's annoyed. Um, and he's finally got a shot at getting this, at hosting his, uh, this, the Seattle Christmas parade. Something he's dreamed of doing since he was a boy. Yes. Um, he sees it as a tradition, you know, and it's, it's really important. He's really good at it. <laughs> His banter really, at the beginning is exactly with the original like host. Yes. <laughs> when he made her sick off of his uh what was it, hobo casserole? Hobo casserole. And or potato like chip hobo, salad. Potato Which chip salad. Like a hobo according to Niles. <laughs> I love the uh the names of that lady's food, that and the yeah. potato chip salad. <laughs> is that my potato chip salad? Oh no. Which I looked up and there are recipes for it on the oh, internet. I believe it. In case you're wondering. <laughs> um she was pretty obnoxious too yeah although the banter thing was so funny so he'd written the banter and she read it and they were totally in character and i love how she immediately snaps out of character and goes that's good banter (laughs) 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 Uh, and so mary's going to be on the the parade with fraser now and she deviates from script and goes rogue, and everybody loves it, of course, except Frasier. Um, and Frasier's getting very frustrated and feels like she's ruining his experience, which I guess she is. She is. So, so of note in this episode, this is the first Christmas episode where Daphne and Niles are together. Mm-hmm. And this is also the season where the actress who played Daphne was pregnant, so they had the whole storyline where she just eats a lot on the show and gains weight which is um, an idea they stole from Seinfeld. They've mentioned in the commentary that was Larry David's idea for Julie Louis-Dreyfus when she got pregnant. Let's just have you get fat for a season. And he (laughs) mentioned it to her when she was hormonal and cried her eyes out. Then he had to apologize to her. And she says in retrospect, she wishes she did it. But uh, she said at the time, it was just not a good idea to bring it up to her. Yeah, but uh, huh? Who would have thought you don't bring up something like that to a pregnant woman? I am shocked (laughs) and/or amazed. (sighs) Men are so dumb sometimes. Well, they clearly brought it up to Daphne, and it worked. Or they just didn't ask and just went with it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I I don't know. What would you find worse, Julia, if you were asked, or if you just started reading a script one day and saw I'm gaining weight, and they're making fun of my weight this whole season? The second. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think there's a lioness test in this episode. No. I, well, I mean, his, I talk mean with, his conversation with the guy who inspired him to want to do this at the end was sort of almost lionessy. Almost. I'm I mean, it was nice that Frazier got to fulfill his dream, right? And he got to meet that guy and come to find out his 
co-host and he and his co-host didn't get along at all and she was a fake sergeant <laughs> did you know she wasn't even a real sergeant <laughs> which makes me wonder about all these people giving themselves fake titles to be on tv <laughs> yeah i don't have anything else about this episode me either three and a half. Oh, four. i'm 2.5 you just had to show me up anthony 3.33 dead last we have another uh martin's showstopper here yes and we also have a big moment for our podcast because it's the first episode dean kane appears in when he's done a lot of made for tv christmas movies oh that's right so season 10 episode 10 is we two kings christmas is approaching and everyone is in a festive mood Roz is working at the mall as Snowflake, one of Santa's elves, and actually has her eye on Santa, played by Dean Kane. Even na, though na, she has na, yet na, na. To, <laughs> even though she has yet to see him without the costume. Meanwhile, having dispatched Mrs. Moon on a cruise, Niles and Daphne invite in Fraser and Martin to their place for Christmas. However, Fraser has already been making extensive plans for a family celebration at his apartment, and this leads to an argument between the brothers. Martin eventually loses patience with them and decides to work over Christmas. Hating the idea of spending Christmas without their father, Fraser and Niles apologize and organize a surprise for him, but not everything goes according to plan. A mix-up with the presents and a last-minute schedule change leaves the entire family locked out of the building where Martin works, staring in at the presents Fraser and Niles put up around its Christmas tree. So we see just how obnoxious these two brothers can be and how much... Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce can act like brothers. Yes. Yeah. Um, absolutely. The uh, Roz being very attracted to Santa, but not Dean Kane made me laugh. <laughs> uh, I want to read that quote because that's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. And, and Daphne says to her, why are you being so weird? He seems perfect. And Roz is like, I don't know. Just wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> Something's missing. And Daphne's like, like what? And Ross says, I don't know. Well, at the mall, he has all this warmth and he's got this jolly sense of humor. Oh, you should see him when he laughs. His whole stomach shakes. And Daphne's like, oh my God, you're in love with Santa Claus. And Ross is like, give me a break. And Daphne's like, admit it, you want the jelly belly. <laughs> and Ross is like, don't be gross. And Daphne's like, you want to bang boots with the big boy. And Ralph is like, I've got to get to work. And Daphne's like, you want to get your paws on the claws is more like it. And Ralph is like, stop it, Daphne. That's enough. And Daphne's like, one more. You're a ho, ho, ho. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. The recurring play on words and puns and all of that stuff in the show is just so funny. Frasier is one of the most intelligently written shows on TV. It is. It is. <laughs> I like when Fraser's buying another dancing Santa, you know, the recurring thing. I think starting with the season three, every Christmas, Martin's trying to fix his dancing Santa. Uh, she's like, is that for us? Ross says, is that for us too? And Fraser says, no, no, actually it's another dancing Santa for dad. His other one got damaged. And Ross says, I thought you threw that thing over the balcony. Fraser says, yes, which damaged it. <laughs> <laughs> So I like when they're talking about the punch. <laughs> That's where I was going with it too. And, Mar- 
And Martin's like, why don't you just use the punch bowl? And Fraser's like, because then it wouldn't be wassail, it would be punch. And Martin's like, what's the difference? And Daphne's like, me dad used to say that punch would make you want to kiss the donkey in the manger scene, and wassail makes you want to check it into the inn. <laughs> <laughs> and I like when uh, when Martin goes and looks up wassail, he says, there it is right there, wassail, a Christmas punch. <laughs> 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 He's so vindicated. Oh, he is. <laughs> I like when Roz and Frazier are talking about her gig with Santa at the mall. At the mall? At the mall. At the mall. <clears throat> and she says she's getting her toes recurled. And he goes, ah, oh, reminds me. How are things with Mr. Claus? Roz goes, oh, well, I haven't had a chance to ask him out yet. And Frazier goes, what's the matter? Low elf esteem. <laughs> and she says, how long have you been waiting to say that? And he goes, two days. I almost called you. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. I like, I like when Frazier's talked to Niles. He's like, Niles, where is it written that we have to have Christmas at either of our homes? And Niles is like, the Thanksgiving Accord of 2002. <laughs> <laughs> but this one is definitely, the whole episode is a Linus moment. Um, yes. Yes, absolutely. And I'm sorry, uh, Frazier had already ordered the Hungarian goose. Niles was in the wrong. Well, right. Like he already had, yeah. He had Thanksgiving. They had an agreement. He tries to change plans midway through. That's just not cool, Niles. Uh, so in this argument, I side with with Frazier. Anthony, do you I, and your sister have disagreements like this? We have disagreements. Not like this. <laughs> um, but I will tell I you that if you heard our disagreements, you would always side with me. Both of you. Really? Of course. I wouldn't expect any different. I mean, it's me. By virtue of you two being my friend and not her friend, you have to side with me. <laughs> oh, I see. Is that how it works? <laughs> I um, I like when when Niles and Fraser, you know, realize that they made a mistake and and they want to help fix things. Right? How boyish and giddy they are at this plan to make take uh-huh. the presents and bring them to their dad so that he can enjoy Christmas even though he's working all day. And I love that. I mean, I love that. So I like they're standing, they're standing there talking about it. And Fraser's like, oh Niles, it's gonna be the best Christmas we ever had. Niles says, Look, I'm getting goosebumps. And he goes, Oh no, Niles, that's your pine rash. You're too close to the tree. <laughs> <sighs> and then the whole physical comedy of bringing the old the the brick presents in and taking the other ones out and they're putting them in the wrong pile and Fraser really messes it up and they can't it's just which is not know. believable no Fra- Fraser would have had tags on presents right yes and Martin just picks up a, some present arbitrarily and assumes it's right. his for some reason you got to look at like, tags that's not Martin. how christmas works no <laughs> it was cute the 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 post the post credit, the post episode where they're all wrapping their presents on the floor of the building. Yeah. As opposed to just taking them home. And I like when Martin pulls his robe off. <laughs> He's wearing his uniform underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it a 7.3. This one gets an eight. I'm going to go with eight and a quarter. Cause I like the uh, Linus moment there at the end. Which gives us a 7.85, which puts it between the fight before Christmas and perspective on Christmas. Spoiler alert, the next one is my favorite one. The next one is an amazing one. I just, okay. So Frederick comes, uh, okay, this is season 11, episode 11, and Frederick is coming back to Seattle 
to see Kelsey Grammer and uh, shock his entire family. Frederick has gone completely goth and he has <laughs> no intention whatsoever of seeing his family. He plans on spending the whole time with his girlfriend. Curiously, Fraser's brother Niles, who never went through a rebellious stage in his own youth, regards Frederick with a degree of envy. To blatantly flaunt authority, Niles decides to eat a brownie laced with marijuana. But in the end, it's Martin who enjoys the particular pleasures of the hash brownie. Roz's latest boyfriend turns out to be a shopping mall Santa who is definitely packing more than a bag full of toys. <laughs> um, so this episode's funny. Nothing in it is better than just seeing new Frederick who um, we became used to over the season as Frederick, right? This is... Uh, Mm-hmm. Definitely Frederick. Um, he is now did, totally 90s goth. Did, did you say nothing's better in the episode? Because I'm going to disagree with you and oh, say I Niles love... thinking he's high oh, is that true? Niles thinking he's high is funny. And I'm just going to go in with one of my favorite quotes. He, and mind you, he's not actually high. He thinks he ingested the marijuana and he's in the kitchen talking to Fraser, and he's like, I know all the symptoms I can expect to experience. I'm especially looking forward to something called the munchie stage. It's where one enjoys bizarre food combinations. I'm thinking of pairing this chili and sea bass with an aggressive Zinfandel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, and when Martin <laughs> thinks he sees, Ed- well, he sees Eddie talking on TV because Eddie did the commercial. <laughs> but he's, he's high and he just does this double take like he can't believe what he's seeing. <laughs> and Fraser talks from the bathroom and the dog's sitting there and he thinks, like, <laughs> I'm not looking at him. Oh, uh, no- nothing like a, a little good marijuana humor. Seeing a police officer unknowingly getting high it was pretty funny uh, and i also like the fact that we have the recurring theme that Roz is into santa yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes very good point um i just like how awkward it is for fraser to be interacting with frederick as a as a goth and when you meet his goth girlfriend <laughs> uh-huh or as dial says what well, lisa's not dating outside of the faith <laughs> I like when uh, F- Fraser realizes that Martin accidentally ate the pot brownie. And he's like, Dad, when you were at the cafe today, you didn't eat a brownie Ross brought for Niles, did you? And Martin's like, Yeah, but I replaced it. And Fraser's like, For God's sakes, that was a pot brownie. You're stoned off your ass. And again, we have Fraser and Martin fighting about the decorations. Fraser says, ah, yes, the magical time of year when the Great Wall of China and my apartment are the only two man-made structures visible from space. (laughs) (laughs) Like when Fraser's talking to Niles about his date, and he's like, yes, well, at least you had a better night than I did. Halfway through our date, Natalie got a phone call, an emergency at home. I decided to take a little walk. 20 minutes later, I saw her in a different bar with another man. And Niles is like, there was no emergency? Frazier's like, not unless he had an infected earlobe, which required an immediate tongue flicking. So that comes up a lot in comedies. Has that ever happened to y'all? Have you ever actually been on a date where somebody takes a phone call and has to leave? Mm -mm. Uh, I never told you about that date in England. (laughs) Where I got ditched. Mm. 
<gasps> no, oh, you did. Oh, that stinks. I was out with this girl. Uh, we went to dinner. Then we went to a. a uh, she wanted to go dancing afterwards, so she said she had to use the bathroom. So I'm waiting outside the bathroom. You know, five minutes pass, ten minutes pass. Girls are co- women are coming in and out. So finally, you know, she had been drinking. So I asked a woman to go in and check on her. She says the bathroom is empty. Apparently, there's a back exit out of the bathroom, and she just oh, a jerk. Not cool. I would have just told everybody she had massive diarrhea. It it was rough. (sighs) Did you talk to her about your feelings on Christmas and Hollis? Because that came up, you probably deserved it. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (sighs) And I thought we were getting along tonight. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's terrible. That is terrible. Yeah, you know, it was terrible walking out of that dance club alone a few not too long after entering it with somebody. Oh. oh. Maybe she got explosive diarrhea and went in her pants. Oh, there you go. That should get you through. Always look on the bright side, Anthony. That's right. Explosive diarrhea. Nope, I'm turning that into a sound bite. We're just going to share with our patrons. That's right. Explosive <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, does this episode pass the line of stuff? No. No? It's no. not funny, though. And it is because of that humor, I am giving this episode a 10. My I'm not docking one. it for the lack of Linus moment, either. I yeah, look at you a- for, like, just a few minutes ago, you're like, I'm going to dock it a little because it's not Christmassy at all. This well, it like- didn't feel Christmassy. Like, it didn't have decorations. Right. right. Christmas feels is more important than the Linus moment. Gotcha. I'm going to go with an 8.7 on this one. Which gives um, us a 9.483, which is our highest episode. Highest ranked episode. Nice. At the bottom of the list is Mary's is Merry Christmas at 3.33. Second from the bottom is our first episode, Miracle on 3rd or 4th Street, coming in at 6.5. The Fight Before Christmas. Next up is Fraser Grinch. Then We Two Kings, Perspectives on Christmas, Merry Christmas, Miss Moskovitz, and our number one is High Holidays. Nice. So for those of you wanting to know the order um, from top to bottom, 11, 6, 5, 10, 3, 7, 1, 8. That was fun, y'all. I like talking our TV episodes. Our TV episodes always yield good quotes, and I love when we just have quotes. Yeah, I really want to do. I really my next one. I'm I'm going ahead and calling right now is going to be the Victor of Dibley. Well, we want to hear what you thought about the Fraser Christmas episodes. Do you agree with our ranking? Uh, do you think High Holidays was the best one? Do you think Merry Christmas was the least best one? You can let us know on our social media pages, which you can access by going to tispodcast.com slash Facebook slash Twitter slash Instagram slash Facebook group and slash Patreon, which Julie will tell you about right now. So Patreon will take you to our extra content area on Patreon. Um, So for a minimum of a dollar a month, you get access to our vault of members-only material. Um, We have lots of non-Christmas stuff there. Um, We have a whole episode devoted to Clue. It was Tom's first time watching it. 
we watched it and talked about it and that was a lot of fun and not a bit Christmassy. Um, we cover graphic novels there. We have some unedited episodes of like our longer ones, like friends and the office where we tend to babble on and have tons of quotes, um, lots of good stuff one. there. And probably this one, um, stuff coming as well. We are, we are dedicated to adding new content regularly to Patreon. So come check us out. If it's a thing that works for you, um, as always, we'll have regular programming, um, on our free feed every week. And you'll probably get an extended episode of this episode on Patreon because this episode, our TV episodes always go long. So I imagine an uncut one will be posted on the website. For the next two weeks, we have some fun episodes. Next week, fun episode. Julia has picked Brooklyn Nine Nine Christmas episodes. Check the social feed for which episodes we'll be covering, so you can watch them yourselves. Followed by the return of the long lost Pete's Christmas. I'm pretty excited. (sighs) Coming, dropping on. February 3rd, the day after Groundhog's Day. How we only have 8,184 hours until Christmas. That's only 341 days. That's 48 weeks. We are out we of can the do 50s. This, y'all. We're almost out of the 340s. Time's going by quick. It's already mid-January, past mid-January. So by the know, time right? This January went actually pretty quickly. Not good. I agree, and they never go by fast. Uh-uh. I have a feeling February will go by slowly, but hopefully not. That whole extra day. A whole extra day. So do your homework, guys and gals. Guys and duels. But I don't know what to do with those tough salads and scrambled eggs. Calling again. again. <laughs> good night, Seattle! Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Quite stylish And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building.